Good morning, children, and welcome to Horrible Histories. My name is Professor Boris Johnson, and I am an expert in the Bible. And this morning, we are going to be looking at the story of Balaam talking donkey from the book of Numbers. What's happening is that the Israelites are camping on the plains of a land called Moab, and they are about to cross the river Jordan into the promised land for the very first time. But the king of Moab, who is a man called Balak, is not very happy about the fact that they are camping on his plain, and so he hires a renter prophet whose name is Balaam to come and prophesy against the people of Israel to say that they will be destroyed. Balaam, it turns out, is a fool and is about to have a very surprising encounter with a talking donkey in which the Lord will tell him, you must not do this, Balaam. But for that, we will have to move over to the next part of our presentation. Hey, that's good, isn't it? That's great. Well, put that song on later so you can join in with it. Right, I'm going to tell you this little story, first of all, but I need you to be part of this story for me. So, this is a story all about a donkey. And this donkey is a very simple donkey. Nothing special about him, nothing magic about him. It's just a simple donkey. A very small donkey. But you know what? God used this donkey to do something that was incredibly life-changing and important. So, I will need you to help me in telling this story. You okay with helping me out a little bit? Great. You sound very enthusiastic. That's good. Um, okay, so I need all of you lot to be the Israelite camp for me. So, all of you are going to be Israelites camping out. Now, the reason that you are Israelites is because, basically, you are sons and daughters of a bloke that was called Israel. So, you are the Israelites, his people. And you are a camp, a campsite, because you are camped out on the plains in a desert very, very far away from home. So this is where we are, and let me tell you a little bit about it. Once upon a time, in Old Testament days, there was a camp of people. Thank you. You are the Israelites. Now, has anyone ever heard of a guy called Moses? A guy called Moses. So Moses was the guy that went up to Pharaoh and said to him, let my people go and takes them out of this place called Egypt. So Moses leads all of you lot out of Egypt, but you start wandering around the desert because you're looking for this place that God has said is the promised land. So you're moving around. You're waiting to see where God's going to take you. Now these same people, the Israelite camp, had been moving around the desert for many, many years. And they've ended up settling their camp on a place called Moab, a big plains, a big area of land called Moab. You see, when you think about a camp, you might think, oh, it's just a few people, a bit of a campsite, you've got a few tents that are there. But actually, I wonder, how many people do you think were part of that camp? There, were, there was about 600,000 men that were just recorded. So if you add in the 600,000 men, if you then add in their wives, their children, their donkeys, their cows, everything they had with them, there probably would have been a few million people that were there. And actually, that is one pretty big camp that's going on. And so what we're going to see now is we're going to see how Balak, who was the king of this area, Moab, 
responds and feels about the fact that all of you are camping on his lands. So let's see what happens in part of this story. Ha ha ha! I am Balak, ruler of this land. <gasps> what? Whoa. Whoa. What are all these people doing here? Shoot, shoot, get out of here. This is my land. Get out of here. Messenger, where is my messenger? Here I am. What's the matter? I don't know, but I bet... These people are here to take over my land. We need to get rid of them. We need to get these people out of here immediately. Wow! That's a lot of people. What do you think they're doing here? Well, I don't know. Just make them leave. Just somehow get them out of my land. What do you want me to do about it? I told you, just, just get rid of these people. Just find someone or something to get rid of these people. Okay? Wow. Otherwise, I'll have your head. Ooh. Yes. yes. Well, I know one guy who can take care of the situation, if you know what I mean, peaches and cream. Well, yes, well, how quickly can you get this person here to take care of the situation? Well, his name is Balaam. We can get him to curse the Israelites, and then we can defeat them. <laughs> Ooh, very well. Then go get this Balaam, as you call him. Okay. So, Balak sent his messenger to get Balaam, to come back with him, and to curse all of you lot. Knock, knock. Is anyone home? Yes. Hello? Who is it? I am the messenger sent by Balak. The Israelites have camped near our city and we are afraid that they're going to attack us and take our land. Balak wants you to come with me and curse them. Hmm, well, this, this cursing business is very serious, so I'll need to go and consult with, with God about what to do. Okay, goodbye everybody. So, that night, our friend Balaam went to sleep. And God said, Balaam! Oh, uh, huh, what? What? Oh, I must be dreaming. Balaam! Huh? Hello, is anyone calling me? Hello? Balaam! You're meant to be asleep. This is a dream sequence. Oh, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry. And God says, Balaam, do not go with that man. Do not put a curse on the Israelites because I have chosen to bless them. So the next morning, Balaam told the messenger he would not go. Oh, that was a nice sleep. Oh, good morning, everybody. Oh, uh, good morning, oh, messenger. Oh. Yes. Ah, right, Balaam, are you ready to go? I'm not too sure, you see. I, I think I'm, going, I'm not going to go back with you. You see, God spoke to me and he really doesn't want me to do this curse thing on the Israelites because they're a blessed people. So I think I'm just going to stay at home with my donkey. No! Oh, shucks, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> so 
the messenger returns and he had to report the bad news to King Balak. What? What do you mean he won't come with me? He has to. These people are everywhere and their cows are eating all my grass. He, they, there goes one of them now. We need to do something. We need to get this Balaam here very quickly. Well, he did kind of seem like he was sitting on the fence. Maybe if you offered him some money, maybe he'd come. Hmm, I do like a good bribe. Maybe we should give him haha, 100 million pounds. Ooh, 100 million pounds? Yes, yes, we, we give him whatever he wants. We need him very Okay, badly. okay, okay, I'll go and ask him. So, our friend the messenger returned to Balaam to ask him again. Ooh. Balaam! I have returned. Yes? A, li a little bit out of breath. The King Balak said to give you 100 million pounds. Ooh. Wow, 100 million pounds? Yeah, if you'd come and curse the Israelites. Oh, that is very tempting, but... I'm just not sure. I don't know. Oh, come on. Big bag of gold. Little bitty curse. Ooh. Well, since you pin it like that, I think I can do something. Yes, yes, I'll come with you. Woohoo! Come on! So, Balaam saddled up his donkey and left. But you see, God wasn't happy when this happened. Now, we've got all these Israelites, all of you lot, that are camped out here by Moab. God has told Balaam not to curse the Israelites, but he's going to go back with the messenger anyway. You see, God needed Balaam to listen to him. So here is where the little donkey enters the story. Balaam was riding his donkey to Moab, and along the way, an angel appeared. Oh. But... Balaam didn't see the angel, but boy, did the donkey. The donkey was frightened and ran away, and Balaam fell off. Ouch, donkey! Why did you do that? There's nothing in the road. You just threw me off. <gasps> Bad donkey. Very naughty donkey. Move. Get out of here. So Balaam gets back on his donkey, and he rode on again. Soon the donkey passed a wall. Out, out, donkey! You're squashing my leg! What is wrong with you? Oi, donkey, stop! <coughs> bad donkey, very bad donkey. Ouch! So once again, Balaam gets back on his donkey and continues. The angel appeared again. <coughs> and this time, you know what the donkey did? The donkey laid on top of him. Oh, donkey, get off of me. You're so big, fat and heavy. Why did you do that? Donkey, I can't breathe. Donkey, bad donkey, get off of me. Now, this is when God did something pretty amazing. Do you know what he did? He made the donkey talk. Hey, yo, mate, why are you whipping me? I am your very own donkey that you've ridden for years. 
Have I ever done this to you before? Well, no, no, you've never, you've always been a very obedient donkey. And just then, the Lord let Balaam see the angel for himself. <gasps> Balaam bowed down to the grounds. Do not hit your donkey. I have stood here to stop you because what you're doing is wrong. I did not know you were standing in the road. I've sinned. I'm so, so sorry. Balaam, you may go to Moab, but only do what God tells you to say. Okay. So, our friend Balaam went to Moab. And Balak the king was pretty irritated that it had taken him quite so long. Oh, oh yes, uh, uh, Balaam, finally. What took you so long? Hurry up and curse the Israelites. But Balaam would not. He could not curse the Israelites. He only said what God wanted him to say. God has told me to bless the Israelites and not to curse them. They are a blessed people. I will not curse them. <laughs> no! There's too many of them, and the cows are going to eat everything! Come on, donkey, let's go home. Okay, uh, I, I mean, eat! So, Good donkey. God speaks to us in many different ways, but sometimes it's hard to get our attention. God sure got Balaam's attention, and that's how God used one little donkey to save a million people. The end. It always amazes me. There's so many creative, talented people in this church. Fantastic. So, uh, some of you all know a guy, Martin Cooper. Just wrote, I just said, oh, I'll write that song for you. Wrote that song. Took him 11 hours of writing a song for us to sing for 30 seconds. So, thanks, Martin. You'll probably hear that at some point if you ever see him. Um, you should never do this, kids. I'm sorry if this ruins it for you. But can I get these three guys to stand up just so you can thank them as well? Come on. You'll ruin it for the kids. They'll see who it really was. I'm really sorry. So um, what we're going to do, we're just going to have a short break. There's some food and drink that's going to move around. There's going to be some trays that we're coming around. Kids, you can grab worksheets that are back and lollipops that are there as well. And then what we're going to do is we're going to come back in five or so minutes. And I just want to apply a couple of things for that story for all of us. Is that okay? You can get out your chairs. You can sit and wait if you want. It's a chance to stretch your legs, move around, get some food. And we'll be back here in a few minutes time. It's fine. If you want to start coming through, I, I used to say this a lot at Centro. If you've made a friend at the back, you can bring your friend back with you. That's fine. Like, bring your friend, let them sit next to you in the seat, save space for someone else. Um, just as people are starting to drift back through, I just want to speak to us just for a few minutes. Um, while you're grabbing your seats, though, I don't know if you've seen these on the little worksheets they're doing, but I'll tell you a few jokes from this, first of all. They're not great jokes, but you might like them. What do you call a donkey? With one leg shorter than the other legs. A wonky. That's good, isn't it? Okay, let's, let's progress that joke on a little bit further. What do you call a donkey with one short leg and one eye? A winky wonky. What do you call a donkey with one short leg, one eye, playing a piano? 
a plinky plonky winky wonky. See, they're getting better. And here's your last one. What do you call a donkey with one short leg, one eye, playing a piano and standing in manure? Or standing in the Devon Hall at the moment? A winky, plinky, plonky, stinky, wonky. There you go. So um, thank you, Julia Everts, for those jokes. She's put those together for us. Um, Like I said, we're going to be spending the next three weeks or two more weeks a bit like this. We're going to have the same format. We'll have some food that's out. It's great to be able to chat and share with one another and be with one another. I think the big heart behind it as well, and the reason we kind of called it Horrible Histories Clean Your Ears Out, is to say God speaks all of the time. God is always speaking, whether you're young, whether you're old. And actually, do you know what? Most of the time when God speaks to us, he speaks to us in some of the most simple, direct ways. You know, when Jesus told parables, he was trying to tell them in a way that people would understand and grasp and get something of who God was and what the kingdom was about. God doesn't need you to have a degree to understand the good news of the gospel. It's not a science lecture. It's not meant to be a lecture to try and get us to understand really complex truths. They are simple truths of the gospel and God screams them out. Creation screams them out. And in the case of this story here, a donkey was the one that was used by God in order to speak to a man that he wanted to speak to. And so today, I just literally want to talk for two or three minutes to say to you that God wants to speak to us. And over these next three weeks, clean your ears out means get your ears open. Listen to what God's saying because God is speaking all of the time. And I think most of the time, the reason we don't hear God isn't because he's not speaking. It's because we're not always listening. You know, this is a really powerful book. I don't know if you've ever seen this book. Not my book, the Bible. This book is so powerful because God's word is here. This is how God speaks to us. More than any other way, God will speak through this book to us. And today we used a story from this book. It was a story from the Old Testament where God used a donkey to speak to a man and say, do you know what? I don't want you to go and curse the people. Instead, I want you to pronounce blessing over them because they're my chosen people. And they were God's chosen people for the task that he had of trying to bless the whole world in order to have a family, in order to populate, in order to care and to love for people, to bless the whole world through this one camp, all of you lot, the Israelites. And God used a donkey to try and get through. Now, I just want to give you one little simple truth that I think everyone can understand, but I hope you remember today. So it'll pop up on the screen. It says this, guidance is God's problem. It's true. God's problem is guiding us. We aren't always very good at being guided. God has to find ways in order to guide us. That's God's problem though. How many of you, when you sit there, might say, God, I just wish that you could tell me what to do. God, I just wish that you would give me some guidance or point me in the right direction or say, do this or don't do that or do that thing and don't do that thing. How often are we saying to God, God, please, would you guide me? Would you be the one that points me in a direction? My lighthouse, we sung it at the beginning. How often are we looking for God to be our guide? You know, that's God's problem. God's problem is working out how to guide all of you. More often than not, the Bible talks about us being like sheep. Sheep aren't always the cleverest animals in the world. You know, we used the donkey this morning. Donkeys aren't always the cleverest animals in the world. Sheep are pretty much lower down the pecking order than donkeys. Sheep aren't always the easiest thing to guide. But God talks about being a shepherd that will guide his sheep. God will find ways to guide you. 
God will always find ways to try and point you and direct you and say, go here, this will be good for you. Don't go there, that won't be good for you. God is continuously looking for ways to guide us. You know, Jesus said it, my sheep hear my voice. That's a promise. If you're a Christian, God will speak to you and you will hear his voice. It's true. It's in this book. I know it's true because Jesus says it. So I know that God is going to find a way to guide me. How did God guide this guy, Balaam? How did he guide him? What did he do to try and guide him? Go on, Finn. One person putting that out. You can tell he's a teacher's son. Yeah, he used a donkey. How did he guide this guy, Balaam? Balaam was going to go and do something that was wrong. God was desperate to speak to Balaam and say to him, don't do it. Go and bless them instead. Do what I tell you to do. He used an angel and eventually he used a donkey to speak. That's a crazy, ridiculous story. But God used a donkey to speak. Now, I was talking to someone in the week and they said to me, you might think this is completely, I don't know, does anyone watch Love Island? There you go. Someone said, this is crazy, you know, God speaks through donkeys. Someone said to me in the week, I felt like God spoke to me through Love Island. There you go. God speaks through the most unexpected ways sometimes. But God can use everyday situations. God can use the extraordinary situations. God can use a whole manner of ways in order to guide us because guidance is God's problem. God will find a way to guide you and I promise you that. He will find a way to point you in the right direction. What is our problem then? What was Balaam's thing that he had to deal with? He didn't have to deal with being guided. Balaam's problem was obedience. That's the only truth I want you to hear today. Obedience is our problem. God will guide us. God promises to guide us. For a Christian, he says, my sheep will hear my voice. You will hear it. God will speak to you. God, if you don't read this book, you're missing out on how God might guide you. Because this book's a great way of finding out how God will guide you. If you don't spend time praying and saying, not always just talking praying, but listening praying, God will guide you. I promise you that he will. The issue then falls to, are you going to be obedient? Obedience is our problem. Guidance is God's. Obedience is ours. We then have a responsibility, just like Balaam did, to make a decision. Balaam could have gone, thanks donkey for start talking to me. I think I'll still end up going and cursing them because I like the money. I like the money. I want it to rain. I want the money. I want to be given everything I can. I've got promises that are made to me. I fancy the money. I really like the fact, God, that you've guided me for a talking donkey. Only time it's ever happened. But I think I'm going to ignore you. You know, obedience, choosing to do what God says when he guides us, is our problem. We then have to make the choice of are we going to follow God or not follow God. That's it. That is the simplicity of today's message. God will guide us. We then get to choose. Will we be obedient like Balaam was? You know, Balaam had a pretty rough time. He had to go before the king. And actually, if you continue to read the story, he didn't just bless God's people once, twice, three times. Balaam just couldn't stop saying, they're blessed. They're blessed. God's going to give them more than you can imagine. God loves these people. All of you Israelites, God loves them. He cares for them. He's going to look after them. I promise you they're going to populate the land. They're going to take everything you've got because God loves these people. And he couldn't help himself because he chose to be obedient to God. That's the challenge for us today. Whether you're one years old, whether you're 101 years old, the truth of the matter is God will guide you. You can choose. Will I be obedient to God's guidance or will I be disobedient to his guidance? That is it. 
That's the simplicity of the story. That's my prayer for you today. So I wonder, we're going to invite the band up. They're going to play us a final song. And as we do, can I just pray? Thanks. Thanks for permission to pray. You know, I'm in church, so I feel like I should be allowed to pray. It's probably an all right place to do it. Thanks. And if you'd said no, I would have prayed anyway. So (laughs) I'm just going to pray. And you might want to pray while I am as well. And during the final song, you might just want to say, God, you might want to say something to me today. You might speak to me. Do you know my biggest thing, my little prayers during this whole series, I can't wait till I get a kid that comes up to me and says, God said this to me during this week. I can't wait for that because I know that God speaks. So let's give him a chance to speak, shall we? God, I pray that you'd speak to us now. God, I thank you that guidance is down to you. You are our good shepherd. You are our guide. Thank you that you guided Balaam. Thank you that you were so keen to guide him that you would use a talking donkey to get through to this man. Thank you, God, that you would even use Love Island to get through to some of us because we're not listening. God, I pray today, not just today, but that we will be people that listen to you, that read your words, that spend time listening to what you want to say. God, thank you that you guide us. I pray today, would you guide your people? God, we choose to be obedient to your guidance. We choose today to follow where you lead us. God, where you lead us, we will go. God, if you say don't go, we'll stop. If you say bless, we'll bless. Thank you, God, that you are our good shepherd. You are our lighthouse. You are our guide. Today, God, we want to be people that are obedient to you in all that we do. Would you clean our ears out and allow us to hear your voice clearly? And everyone together can say amen. 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 Let's sing a final song together. Why don't you stand to your feet?